0: I wanted to be different and, you know, get into the wildlife, you know, I I look at myself like I'm wildlife, you know, we're on the field, we're doing anything that's possible to win the game, so I just went along with that.
1: All right, guys, welcome back to our second episode of the week. Our first episode of the week is the recap of the previous game, and then this week is all about prepping and previewing the upcoming weekend and waiting around to listen for my accurate score prediction so you guys know what's going to happen <laughs> oh, and on this or not guy. need to watch the game
2: <laughs> <laughs> cannot believe you just did that
0: <laughs> oh man i was saying right before the recording that i'm just sick and tired of this guy accurately predicting everything it's like come on man give, it, give us all a chance to get an accurate guess
2: man he's really throwing some serious shade there peter
1: Hey, I wouldn't have brought it up, but man, Alec, before for all you you know listening, and you don't have access to uh, what happens before and after the pod, and Alec was, uh, you know, he was a little little salty about my uh, my three three games to one apiece for for Alec and Chris on this little game prediction game we've got going.
2: Well, it's a long season. It is much like the uh, the regular season. A lot of time for the
1: for the Ravens to improve in their record, and for for Alec and I. As well. (laughs) But anyways, so uh, the Ravens have yet another divisional game coming up this weekend, third game in a row in the division. And this week, on paper, key emphasis there on the on paper, it appears that this should be the easiest of the three matchups. Now, as we said in, in the recap of the Pittsburgh game, With when division games happen, I think you throw the records out the window. The teams play each other twice a year. Coaches know these players. They know the schemes. I think it's a whole different animal. But you still, I think, in spite of the struggles the Ravens are having, have to feel more confident than nervous going into this game at home against a very struggling Cincinnati team.
2: Yeah, I'll say this. I'm The Ravens should be very happy that they get to play at home this week. Uh, If we had another away game at Cincinnati, I think we would have a very hard time, I think winning, uh, winning this game as well.
0: You know, guys, after seeing the Steelers game, I don't know if I'm ever just going to be comfortable. I think I just need to see more out of this team before I'm ever comfortable going to a game. It's against Cincinnati, the flaming tomato as we're listed in the show notes here. Like, I can't believe he's even still the quarterback. Honestly, I feel like at this point they had, they would have moved on. But nevertheless, like I don't know, I don't know what to think about this whole game. I I it it has to be a win. It it'd be disgusting if it's not a win. I don't want to record a ga- uh, an episode where it's not a win. But yeah, like we're gonna have to watch it and see what happens because <laughs> literally anything can happen at this point. I I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I just that's just where I am. With the Ravens right now, which is sad. I know I'm, Mr. I'm usually Mr. Optimist, but I'm over here just like reeling until I see more from this team. Like, I, I don't know. I can't get too excited or confident about any game. Well, I was going to say
2: two things. One, you are Mr. Optimist. <laughs> so, wait, were you saying, were you <laughs> saying, saying that brand you were, for the show, man? Were, were, <laughs> were, were you saying that you would not want to record a show where you had to say that we weren't going to win or that you wouldn't want to record a show if we didn't win? <laughs> Cause you got to record the show. Come on, you can't leave us.
0: <laughs> if we didn't win, I don't. I don't want to record. I don't want to record the show. I mean, I'll, I'll record it. Obviously, I just. I don't want to live in that world where I have to record a show after losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. All right, my second thing is too.
2: When uh, the fly, the flaming tomato. What the? Who came up with this nickname for Andy Dalton?
1: I've never heard that about him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Peter typed it up. <laughs> Who invented this? Oh, I don't know if anyone's invented that nickname for for certain, but I mean like I mean on all the NFL memes, everyone's commenting on Andy Dalton's red hair. It's a common it's a common topic of conversation with Mr. Andy Dalton.
2: Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I've heard like the Red Rifle. Like I've heard that one, but I've never heard the Flaming <laughs> Tomato. <All> right, fine.
1: <laughs> I think I think I mistaken his nickname with uh Sean White. That may have been what happened there. Cuz Sean White's the Flaming Tomato, I think. <laughs> good to know too funny quality nfl access guys you can only get it here
0: oh man we're in rare form guys but let's talk about some matchups i think the biggest one for me would have to be seeing if the o-line bounces back you got a, a guy like geno atkins on the other side you just want to see a little bit better performance out of our offensive line give lamar some time something we didn't talk about last episode but lamar you know he's he's usually has better pocket presence than what i think he showed in the game i I definitely noticed the last couple of times that he'd been rolling into the pressure rather than like evading it sometimes have you noticed that guys as well like how he kind of rolls it the wrong way sometimes yeah yeah i saw that a lot against the steelers and i was just like mm. hopefully he's able to, to clean that up because we know once he's in space like untouchable elite juking but like and, and and he actually has pretty good pocket presence he's he feels it pretty well but every once in a while he just turns the wrong way it's like his compass gets messed
1: up. Yeah, I mean that was a habit I've noticed with him. Going back to the Kansas City game, I feel like what sometimes when he when he gets ready to run, he just seems to like do this like two hundred seventy degree spin in either the right or left. It seems to be random which direction it is, and I the only reason I say random is because I think what you're talking about, Alec. I remember very vividly in the fourth quarter. He did that move to go run and ran right into the Pittsburgh defender. I'm pretty sure he got out of that, but still, it's like <laughs> it's got to work a little bit on the pocket awareness there. I think to your point, in the first two games of the season, you saw a lot better pocket protection from the offensive line, what they were giving Lamar, and he all he had to do was just kind of stand back there, move his feet a bit, and he was able to find the open guy. And I think that's been a little bit of the reason for some of his struggles these past three weeks is that now he's got to get used to the pocket not always being clean. And he's made some good plays over the past few weeks, but as we've been saying in, in last pod and, and the previous pods, if the offensive line can give him that time, you know he's going to do better than he's done in the past couple of weeks. Or at least more consistent.
0: I'm curious to see how Joe Mixon does in this game. Anyone who plays with fantasy with me knows I've always been a big believer in Joe Mixon's talent. Yep. Your favorite NFL player, Joe Mixon, we all know. Eh, stop it. No. That's not my favorite. My favorite's uh, Ricard. Mr. Plays both sides. <laughs> but uh, I think he's an interesting player. I think he's a good player. He's about the only thing going right, right now on that team. Besides, I guess, Tyler Boyd. But it'll be interesting to see how he plays because... He's the kind of guy that could definitely cause trouble. If you don't set the edge, he will be able to bounce out there and make a big play. So we'll have to see how that goes.
1: Yeah, Alec, that's a great point. And really, I mean, before we even started this episode, we started a list of like who are the players on the Cincinnati roster that are even players that we recognize. <laughs> There's a lot of turnover on this team with A.J. Green is still there, but he's hurt. He's not going to play. As far as the defense is concerned, Geno Atkins was the only player I recognized, but... Carlos Sunlap? That's true. Yeah. He's God, still He's there. been there a bit.
2: He's probably going to knock down a pass.
1: But yeah, I mean, Cincinnati, outside of, of Mixon and... And Tyler Boyd sometimes, on paper, just it it, they really don't seem like they have anyone who's going to be a big problem for the Ravens' defense, even in this state where they're struggling as a bit. I mean, even even John Ross, who has finally found some life for them in the early part of the season, is also injured in this game. So, Mixon, stopping Mixon seems like it's going to be the key to winning this game, at least on the defensive side of the ball. If the Ravens are able to stop and contain Mixon, then that should allow them to have the offense to maybe not need to score as many points as they have in the past couple of weeks. But uh, how has Mixon really performed against the Ravens in the past? I think he played, he did really well against them on that Thursday night game last year, if I remember correctly. I think they bottled him up in the second meeting last year. Yeah, last year... Thursday, he had 84 rushing yards. And then on the 18th, yeah, the Ravens limited him to 14 rushing yards and only 38 yards through the air. So, some mixed success against Mixon.
0: Yeah, I mean, it kind of comes down to game flow and just how the team blocks for him. And because that guy, once he gets space, he's good. He's
1: just really good. I like him a lot. He's <laughs> <laughs> fun to watch. So another interesting thing about this matchup, not really from a gameplay standpoint, but more just from an overall history, is according to um, the series history that I was able to dig up, the total series record between Cincinnati and Baltimore is tied even at 23. Now, over the past 10 games, Cincy does have the 7-3 to advantage, but you know, like it just kind of goes back to... If you guys remember when we did the rivalry episodes over the summer, you know we talked about how this is kind of the underrated rivalry of of the Ravens, as the games they don't really have as many memorable plays and you know the back and forth trash talk as much as with the Steelers rivalry, and these games are usually even uglier than the games against the Steelers, but it seems to be a close game whenever these two teams take the field.
2: I always remember Flacco having. Heck of a time trying to diagnose the Bengals cover two. He just had so much, so many problems playing the Bengals defense. It was just insane how poorly he would play against them. So I'm, I'm not really surprised that they're uh, they're up in the the recent matchup history at least.
0: Yeah, they were certainly one of our Achilles' heels. Like I don't want to bring up week 17, uh, <laughs> but just in general, yeah they. They always give us a problem. Now, one guy who's not going to be playing, A.J. Green, he was always an issue. I mean, he just was a superhero against us. But luckily for us, he won't be playing this week. Maybe we'll see him later in the season. They're also hurting because uh, John Ross got hurt, who was starting to show some potential there after, what is his third or fourth year in the NFL?
2: I believe he's a third-year player.
1: Yeah, Ross, to start his NFL career, though, did have a bit of Perryman in him. Like, this guy was hurt, was dropping the ball, and then finally found some life in the first couple weeks of the season. And then, unfortunately for him, he gets hurt again. So, that's been a blow to an already depleted Cincinnati offense. I don't know, guys. We'll get into the score predictions, but I actually don't feel super nervous about this game because of what we just mentioned. No A.J. Green, no... John Ross and Marlon Humphrey matches up really well against Tyler Boyd which really just leaves Joe Mixon and a no-name defense that is no has not allowed less than 20 points in a game all season. I understand we don't want to get overconfident with how this team's played the past 3 weeks, but I'm I'm thinking that this game might isn't going to be as much of a nail-biter as, as it's been as of recent.
0: I'm tracking with you, Peter. I really am. But like, it kind of sounds like, to me, you had Juju and Connor, some ancillary weapons, and a backup quarterback and a quarterback's backup from there. And then you've got Dalton, Mixon, and Boyd. Both defenses are kind of meh. I mean, maybe this one's a little bit worse, sure, but I don't know. Like... I, I love the way you're thinking. I want to I believe it's a win, too, and that'll be pretty easy, but I just want to see it.
1: It's all. I'm, I'm stressing already. <laughs> all right. Well, is there anything you feel bold about going into this game? Any predictions that may be bold? Oh, I got the bold prediction, my friend. It's
0: already, everything's already typed up in the spreadsheet. Here you go. Five sacks by the Ravens defense are going to come back with a vengeance. They're going to learn how to get to the quarterback. The flaming tomato, as you called him, he's going to be on the ground. Let's go.
1: Also of note, I looked it up, it, Sean White is the Flying Tomato, not the Flaming Tomato, so I don't know where <laughs> I got that nickname. <laughs> I love it. Well, Flaming Tomato it is. Let's see how it goes. All right. So my bold prediction is is about our good buddy, Joe Mixon, Alex's favorite player, even though he won't admit it on air. I think that <laughs> the Ravens are going to finally learn how to set the edge this game and they're going to hold Mr. Joe Mixon to under 50 total yards. Oof.
0: Man, I got him in some fancy squads. I don't know how people... <laughs>
1: just, that Too bad. <laughs> Ravens fandom Ooh. over fantasy fandom. <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Chris?
2: I think my bold prediction, I'm going to go Hurst leads the team in yards and receptions. That's mine. I like what I'm seeing from a man that's bold. I think Hollywood's going to be a little banged up. I think Andrews is still banged up. I want to see Hurst take that next step, become that weapon, live up to the hype, his first round draft status.
1: I
0: like it. I definitely categorize that as bold. Well done. Shaping up to be a more exciting game by the second. So let's talk about the score. 27-14, Baltimore Ravens up on top, securing the ever so necessary victory. And who knows, maybe after tonight's game, we're currently recording on Monday, we'll be first in the division.
1: Wow. So Alec went with a lot more aggressive of a score prediction than I thought he was going to go with his analysis leading up to it. But I'm going to have a similar score prediction that I already wrote down before this. I'm going to say 30 to 13 Ravens.
0: Yeah, just to comment on that, like, I am nervous about the game, but I wanted to pick a score that I thought was realistic, uh, similar to how you chose the Chiefs to win because you're a (laughs) traitor.
1: just That's playing, right. just playing. raven's lost because of me <laughs> 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 because of my pick <laughs> uh, i'm just messing with you my friend
2: all right so uh, yeah i don't know about you i'm i'm still weird guys i'm gonna think it's gonna be a much closer game it's a division game i'm not gonna say i feel super confident but <laughs> i feel confident the ravens to win it i mean we talked about it a little bit here i mean i, I th- Definitely think that the Bengals are the, the weakest of the three division opponents that we've got. I'm still a little worried, man. I mean, you look at the last two matchups, at least from last year. I mean, they beat us the first meeting and, and the second meeting was off by only three points. So these games are going to be close. I'm going to call 31-28 Ravens. The only reason that I went that high is that I know that the Bengals actually haven't scored more than 23 points this season. And that was just last week against the Cardinals. Given the state our defense is in, I think they score maybe a little bit more, but I think it's going to be a close one. I think we'll be able to put up points against them and still come away with a win. Hopefully it's it's not a nail-biter, but I think it has the potential
1: to be one. There you have it, Ravens Nation. We are predicting across the board a Ravens win, some of us closer than others. We're also predicting that in this game the Ravens will win by having at least five sacks, holding Joe Mixon to under 50 total yards, and with Hurst being the team leader in receptions and yards. Sounds like a funky game. (laughs) It does. It does. It sounds like a very, very interesting game. But that's what it is, and hopefully we will be recapping another win, mainly because we don't know if we're going to get Alec back on the pod. (laughs) Look,
0: I'm only reeling about the whole Brita thing. Like, I can't take a loss like that. I, I have painful losses in fantasy. I have painful losses. <laughs> can't have painful losses in, in real life football. And actually, I, I got to mention, you know, my killer DraftKings lineups felt a little short. I was just 10 places out of the money. This uh, this contest didn't didn't get it quite right. I had Fuller. Got Fuller right. But uh, the rest of it, not so much. So uh, sorry, guys. Sorry it wasn't what you needed. And actually, I can't. I couldn't even make a a true card about the Ravens. I, I, I made a prediction one that I texted a uh, K Kfish, but I couldn't even submit fun fact. If you're uh, making any travels to Mexico for this fine Raven season, make all your bets beforehand. <laughs> 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 you will not be able to uh, fill them out on the way to the airport as I was trying to do. Well, that wraps things up to all the listeners out there. We thank you for listening. It'd be great if you left a, a review for us. It really helps other people find the show and, we'll be back after what we are assuming to be a beautiful but a little weird win against the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: You make plays like that in a rivalry like this, and a game that means so much early in the season. I think that's what uh, that's what big time players do, right? Big time players make big time plays in big games, and that's what Marlon Humphrey just did. So,
2: wow.